Solomon requested it, Jesus exemplified it, Paul preached it, James encouraged it, the scriptures declare it, we all need it, and I am talking about wisdom. We all need wisdom. The president was retiring from the business that he had led for many, many years. A younger president was brought in to replace him, and the younger president was meeting with his predecessor, and he asked him a couple of questions. He said, sir, what has been the secret to your success in leaving the business? And the retired president said, two words, right decisions. And the younger, newer president said, well, how do you make right decisions? And the president that was retired said, one word, wisdom. The young man said, well, okay, sir. He said, well, how do you get wisdom? And the retired president said two words, wrong decisions. There is certainly some truth in that story. We learn from what we do well. We learn from what we do wrong. And we know that wisdom is vitally important for each of us. Wisdom helps us to limit our wrong decisions and helps us to multiply our right decisions. I like what someone once said, a wise person learns from the mistakes of others. No one lives long enough to make them all themselves. And so we are starting a new series this morning titled Walking Wisely. Walking wisely. We're going to look into God's Word because God's Word teaches us how to walk wisely day by day as we follow Jesus. And so we see in the Word when we start to look at this topic, this truth uh, called wisdom, we know that Luke told us that Jesus himself was filled with wisdom, that Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature, in favor with God and with man. And so we know as Christ followers, we follow Christ. As John told us in 1 John 2, 6, the one who claims to remain in him must walk as he walked. And so walking as Jesus walked includes, walking as Jesus walked means walking wisely day by day as we follow Jesus by faith. So let's begin our journey this morning and let's start with a definition. Let's look at uh, a definition that we can work with as we make our way through this series, a definition regarding wisdom. So if you look at wisdom biblically, and we're going to obviously focus our attention uh, biblically on uh, the definition of wisdom, you'll see that there's a word that is used in the Old Testament uh, predominantly for wisdom and a word that is used in the New Testament, a different word, obviously, predominantly for wisdom. The word in the Old Testament is chokhmah, and it is used 149 times. The word in the New Testament is sophia. It's used 51 times in regards to wisdom. We know that Solomon said in Proverbs 9 and verse 10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. If you want to open your Bibles, open to Proverbs chapter 9 real quick. But we are going to be moving around rapidly this morning as we make our way through God's Word. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Fear means awe of God, reverence for God, respect for God. Wisdom here in the Hebrew language uh, means uh, prudence. It means skill. It actually refers to skillful living. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Knowledge, 
means to know, to be aware of, to understand. Knowledge of the Holy One, that being our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Knowledge of God, uh, we know, is uh, understanding. And so we know understanding means discernment. It means insight. It literally means wisdom. So wisdom begins as we fear the Lord, as we walk in awe of God and with reverence and respect for God because he is the one true almighty God. Wisdom is then deepened as we gain knowledge and understanding of who God is, of who we are, and how desperately we need God. We know that wisdom and knowledge are different. Wisdom and knowledge are different. You can have a lot of knowledge and not yet be very wise at all. Some of you may know folks that fit that category. We can have all kinds of knowledge and yet be very unwise in our choices and decisions and how we live life. So let's look at it in this way. Knowledge biblically, knowledge biblically, as we make our way through this series, knowledge biblically is the accumulation of truth about God, his word, in our lives. Knowledge is obviously the, the mental accumulation of truth about God, his word, in our lives. Wisdom, biblically, is the skill to put our knowledge and understanding about God and his word into practice in our lives. In other words, wisdom is the proper use of knowledge. Wisdom is that skill, that ability to put the knowledge and understanding that we have about God into practice in our day-to-day lives. A, a simple definition for wisdom, and one we'll, we'll work with as we make our way through this series, is this. Wisdom is seeing and living life God's way. Wisdom is the skill, it's the ability to see life from God's perspective, to see life from God's point of view, to see yourself from God's point of view, to see others from God's perspective. Wisdom is seeing life, seeing and living life God's way. It's the ability, the skill to see life from God's perspective and then to live life God's way. Wisdom is seeing and living life God's way. It's doing unto others as you would have them do unto you. It's giving thanks in all circumstances. It's hating what God hates and loving what God loves. It's walking by faith, not by sight. It is living for Christ day by day by day. It's loving others as Jesus loved us. It's making disciples of all nations. It's praying in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests for all the saints. It's serving one another in love. It's speaking God's truth to one another in love. It's teaching God's word. It's telling others about Jesus. It's walking in obedience to God's word. It's working as unto the Lord and not people. And so much more. Wisdom is seeing and living life God's way. Thankfully, wisdom is not dependent on our IQ. If I say amen. amen. Thankfully, wisdom is not dependent on our IQ. It's dependent on our SQ. It's not dependent on our intelligence quotient. It's dependent on our surrender quotient. Wisdom is dependent on our SQ. The more we surrender to God, the wiser we walk with God. The more we surrender to God, the wiser we walk with God. We'll find as we make our way through this time in God's word in this series, the wise person is the one who surrenders to God every moment of every day. 
And it is through that surrender that we're able to walk wise with God. And so let's look at a few foundational truths. I want to begin this first week just setting a few foundational truths in place. Kind of we're going to, we're going to set the foundation that we're going to build this series upon over the next coming weeks. And so we're going to set these foundational truths in place this morning. These are truths that you know. They're truths that are very clear in the Word of God, uh, but that are truths that at times we lose sight of, uh, which can create problems as we seek to live with wisdom. Uh, before we look into these truths, let me just give you a quick update. I've got some great news for you. Uh, we had last week, last Sunday, uh, we had our very first salvation at CRC in Espanol last Sunday. Amen? Yes. Yes, we had a gentleman last Sunday who prayed to receive Jesus Christ as a Savior and Lord uh, during the, the invitation time. And uh, the discussions are happening about the baptism, and so we're going to have ourselves a baptism celebration real soon uh, with our CRC and Espanol family, and what a celebration that will be. I will be sure to give you a heads up so you don't miss that, uh, because we're, we're celebrating what God's doing in front of his house and also in the back of his house. Secondly, uh, we're, we're doing something together, and, and Daniel and I, again, we're, we're one body with multiple congregations, and so as we begin this series, and Daniel and I have been talking about this over the last several months, even before we began moving in this direction, he's also starting a series this morning, and guess what his series is titled? Walking Wisely. Yes, yes, so we are teaming up, and so there's truth being shared at the back of the house in regards to walking wisely. There's truth being shared at the front of the house, and so we know it's spreading all in between the house as God continues his work in us. One body together, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, bringing honor and glory to his name, amen? I don't know about you, that fires me up. That is just exciting to know what God is at work doing uh, in all of the different ministries here within our church family. So let's look at these foundational truths. Number one, the first one is we need wisdom. I need wisdom. You need wisdom. We all need wisdom. We all need the skill, the ability to see and live life God's way. We see our need for wisdom in the testimony of our lives. I know I need wisdom, and all I have to do is look at my own life, and I can tell you I need wisdom. We see our need for wisdom in the testimony of our own lives. We see our need for wisdom in the truth of God's word. And so we're going to look at a couple of examples real quickly here this morning. One example from the Old Testament, one example from the New Testament uh, that confirm to us our need for wisdom. That confirm to us the importance of gaining wisdom as followers of Jesus Christ. These two examples help support this truth. They shout this truth and shouted this truth over and over again as God worked in and through their lives. The Old Testament example is Solomon. It's Solomon. So turn to your left in your scriptures and turn to 1 Kings chapter 4. Make your way to 1 Kings chapter 4. Solomon was the son of David. He was a third king of Israel. David, King David, blessed his son Solomon and he appointed and anointed his son Solomon to follow him as the king 
of Israel. Shortly before David's death, he met with his son Solomon and he challenged his son Solomon to be strong in the Lord and to walk in obedience to God's commands, decrees, ordinances, and statutes. And he told his son Solomon, he said, listen, son, if you will walk in obedience to God's commands, decrees, ordinances, and statutes, God will bless you and he will make you successful in all that you do. And so we see this transition taking place here in uh, the Old Testament. And so God spoke to Solomon in a dream and asked Solomon, what do you want me to give you? And Solomon responded to God's question in the dream and said, God, I want you to give me wisdom that I may lead Israel. Solomon was young, he was inexperienced, and the task of leading Israel after his father David, seemed overwhelming to him. And so he requested from God, when given the opportunity, wisdom from God to lead the nation of Israel. The scriptures tell us that God was pleased with Solomon's request. He was pleased with his request. And so we see that God, in response to Solomon's request, told Solomon, he said, listen, since you have asked me for wisdom and not riches or long life, I will answer your prayer and I'm going to give you all three. I will give you wisdom, I will give you riches, and I will give you long life. Note to self, if you're taking notes, jot this down, asking God for wisdom from God is pleasing to God. Asking God from, for wisdom from God is pleasing to God. When Solomon asked for wisdom, it pleased God, the scriptures tell us. And so we look now in 1 Kings chapter 4, that little summary lead in. I want to just highlight a few points here about Solomon's wisdom. In chapter 4, beginning in verse 29, we see testimony of this wisdom. God gave Solomon wisdom, very great insight and understanding as vast as the sand on the seashore. Think about that. Growing up in Florida, been on a lot of seashores, that's a lot of sand. Solomon's wisdom was greater than the wisdom of all the people of the East. Greater, say that with me. Than all of the wisdom of Egypt. So God gave Solomon wisdom. Solomon's wisdom was greater. It surpassed the wisdom of everyone everywhere. Surpassed everyone else's wisdom. So much so, you look in verse 34, emissaries of all peoples sent by every king on earth. So emissaries of all people sent by every king on earth who had heard of his wisdom came to listen to Solomon's wisdom. Solomon's wisdom was so great, so renowned, that the kings of the earth at this time, who had heard about Solomon, they sent emissaries, they sent representatives, and they said, you need to get to Solomon, and you need to sit with him, and you need to listen to his wisdom, and you need to learn from his wisdom. Solomon's wisdom surpassed all wisdom at this time that we see among all the peoples of the earth. We look in verse 32, Solomon spoke and wrote about wisdom often. Look at verse 32, Solomon spoke 3,000 proverbs and his songs numbered 1,005. Solomon needed wisdom. He needed wisdom. And Solomon taught others to get wisdom. He needed wisdom. 
And so he asked God. He taught others to gain, to get wisdom. And we see this, and this is the confirmation of the first foundational truth. We all need wisdom in Proverbs. So turn back to Proverbs. I told you we're going to be moving around. Your fingers are going to get exercised this morning. Turn to Proverbs chapter 4, and we'll see where this plays out. Proverbs chapter 4, this is a proverb of Solomon. In chapter 4, beginning in verse 5, Solomon The one whose wisdom far surpassed everyone says this, get wisdom. Say that with me out loud. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Don't forget or turn away from the words from from my mouth. Don't abandon wisdom. She will watch over you. Love her and she will guard you. Wisdom is supreme, so get wisdom. And whatever else you get, get understanding. Listen, get wisdom simply means get wisdom. Get it gain wisdom. This is an imperative that Solomon used. It's a command in verses five and seven. So when Solomon says get wisdom, that's actually a command. That's an imperative to us. Get wisdom. He says, don't abandon wisdom. Don't turn away from wisdom. According to our definition, don't abandon seeing and living life God's way. Don't turn away from seeing and living life God's way. He says, wisdom will guard you. Wisdom will watch over your steps. Don't abandon it. Get it. Don't turn away from it. Get it. Get wisdom. Proverbs 16 and verse 16, he says again, get wisdom. How much better it is than gold. And get understanding. It is preferable to silver. And so we see once again, he's sharing with us the importance of getting wisdom. He shares with us that wisdom is very valuable. It's extremely valuable, more so than gold and silver, when it comes to seeing and living life God's way, living out our faith in God. We desperately need to get wisdom. Solomon told us over and over again, actually commanded us, get wisdom. The New Testament example is the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul shared with the believers of the church in Ephesus and us that we need to get wisdom. The Apostle Paul said, pay careful attention then to how you live, not as unwise people, but as wise. Ephesians 5.15. Ephesians 5.15. Pay very careful attention then to how you live, not as unwise people, but as wise. Again, here the theme of seeking to be wise, seeking to gain wisdom. Pay careful attention then to how you live literally means examine. Look carefully at how you walk and live day by day to make sure you are walking and living with wisdom. Make sure that you are walking and living wisely, not unwisely. He said, pay careful attention. Your translation may say, he says, see to it. Pay careful attention. Look, examine, see, observe. Carefully inspect your life. Carefully inspect your thoughts to make sure that you are walking and living wisely, not unwisely. Now, there's one reason that is obvious to us why we need to pay careful attention 
than to how we live, not as unwise people, but as wise people. We need to pay careful attention to how we live on a day-by-day basis because we can change from living wisely to unwisely in a matter of seconds. We can be walking the road of wisdom and experiencing all the blessings that come along with it, and in a moment's notice, a thought crashes in, a temptation comes our way, a decision happens, and we can be off that road and on the road to pain and destruction in a matter of seconds. And you see, the temptations are all around us. Every sign, every screen, every picture, every show, every statement, you see all the signs that are around us on a moment-by-moment, second-by-second, day-by-day basis in this sin-darkened world that desperately needs Jesus, and they're designed to turn us away from wisdom. They're designed to turn us away from Jesus. They're designed to turn us away from seeing and living life God's way. And so we know wisdom is seeing and living life God's way. We see and live life God's way by God's grace through our faith in Christ Jesus. First and foremost, we see and live life God's way. This is obvious as followers of Christ. We see and live life God's way. We exercise wisdom, godly wisdom, by God's grace through our faith in Christ Jesus. A wise person knows God by faith in Jesus. A wise person lives for God by the power of Jesus in them through their faith in Jesus. And so we understand and realize this is the way of wisdom. It's through Christ Jesus. And we also know and understand it is unwise, therefore, the opposite is true. It is unwise for us to live apart from God. Jesus. It's unwise for us to live independent of Jesus. It's unwise for us to live our way rather than God's way. It's unwise for us to listen to our thoughts, to listen to our hearts, to listen to others' thoughts and hearts before we seek to listen to our Father God. It's unwise for us to worship and trust and follow the created rather than the creator, the made rather than the maker. That's living unwisely. It's very unwise of us to try to think we, we've got it under control, that we're good today, that we're good in this circumstance, that we're good in this relationship, we're good with this communication, we're okay, we don't, we don't necessarily really need God's wisdom here because we know what we need to do. We, we've got it. We're good. Wisdom. Wisdom is that, again, surrender to the Father so that we can see and live life His way. And so we see from Solomon and we see from our good friend Paul that we need to live wisely. Wisely. Not unwisely. Uh, and so we continue focusing in. This is the first point. We need wisdom. Second point is wisdom is from God. Wisdom is from God. The late great pastor Adrian Rogers once said, knowledge comes from looking around. Wisdom comes from looking up. Vance Havner, another late pastor, said, if you lack wisdom, get on your knees. And so we see that wisdom comes from God. We all need wisdom. Wisdom is from God. Again, we're going to make our way through some scriptures here as we look at this come alive in God's word. 
Proverbs chapter 2 and verse 6. I'll give you a moment. Proverbs chapter 2 and verse 6. For the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. We see again, wisdom comes from God. For the Lord gives wisdom. Say that with me. For the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. So we know that wisdom comes from God. Solomon is telling us, for, the, for wisdom is from God, and knowledge and understanding are his. We see in Proverbs 3, uh, in verse 19, The Lord founded the earth by wisdom and established the heavens by understanding. He founded the earth by wisdom, established the heavens by understanding. Everything he does is wise. God is our all-wise, all-knowing God. Everything God has done, everything God is doing, everything God will do is wise. It's wise. Wisdom is from God. For the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Everything he does with us and in us and through us and around us, everything he has planned for us is according to his wisdom. It comes from his wisdom. And that wisdom is a wisdom that knows what's best for us, that wants what's best for us, that does what's best for us, because he's the one who's created us and knit us together. And so we see the importance of this wisdom. Job agreed. I love what Job said in Job 12 and verse 13. Uh, Job said, wisdom and strength belong to God. Counsel and understanding are his. Wisdom and strength belong to God. Counsel and understanding are his. It's comforting. It's encouraging. It's humbling. It's inspiring for us to know that wisdom belongs to God and it comes to us from God. Think about that for just a moment. Wisdom belongs to God. For the Lord gives wisdom. He is all wise. And therefore, wisdom comes to us from God. Wisdom is a blessing and gift from God to us. And we see this all throughout the scriptures. In Exodus chapter 31 in particular, Exodus chapter 31 Beginning in verse 1, the Lord also spoke to Moses, Look, I have appointed by name Bitzalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. I have filled him with God's spirit with wisdom. Say wisdom. Understanding and the ability in every craft. Here's the principle we see, and if you keep reading through Exodus, you'll see this this same phrase go over and over and play out over and over and over again. God's given wisdom to those that he has appointed. Those God appointed to help build the tabernacle, God gave the wisdom to fulfill their work. Those God appointed to build the tabernacle, specifically here in Exodus 31, those God appointed to build the tabernacle. Those God appointed to help build the tabernacle. God filled with the wisdom necessary to fulfill their work. Here's the principle for you and for me. Those of us that God calls, which is all of us in Christ Jesus, those God calls, God fills with his wisdom and everything we need to fulfill his work. Those God calls, he equips. So whatever it is that God's called you to, Whatever that may be, whatever it is that God's called you to, he will also fulfill in you his work that he's calling you to. And he will fulfill it by giving you everything you need to fulfill the work. If he appoints you, if he calls you to a work, 
then he will fill you with his wisdom, everything he need, you need to fulfill that work that he's called you to. That works in our, our jobs, in our relationships, as witnesses for Christ, as followers of Christ. And so there's great encouragement for us as we see all the way throughout the scriptures. As God called men and women to his work, he would quickly tell them, I'm with you, I will give you the wisdom you need, I will give you the strength you need, I will give you everything you need to fulfill the work. And so we see that we all need wisdom, and wisdom is from God. We see this again in Daniel chapter 1 and verse 17. I love the story of Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And in verse 17 in particular, God gave these four young men knowledge and understanding and every kind of literature and wisdom. Daniel also understood visions and dreams of every kind. God equipped and filled Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego with wisdom to fulfill all that he had called them to do. If you continue reading in chapter 1 and moving forward through Daniel, you'll find that King Nebuchadnezzar said, after examining Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, after quizzing them and questioning them and examining them, I found them to have ten times more wisdom than all of my magicians and mediums, all my supposed wise people. These young teenage guys had ten times the amount of wisdom as all of my professional wise people had. That sounds good to me. I don't know about you. I, I, I love the fact that I have been blessed. I have been chosen. I have been adopted by God and his family, by his grace through my faith in Christ Jesus, that I know the God of all wisdom and that that wisdom that God has is more than enough to make me 10 times wiser than all those who may be trying to come against me. That's great encouragement for you and for me. That's encouragement for you to take with you this morning, this day, this week. Wisdom is from God. I mean, when God gives us his wisdom, it's like no one else's wisdom. Amazing. God gave Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, Daniel wisdom. God gave Solomon more wisdom than everyone everywhere. God gave Job wisdom. God gave Paul wisdom. Wisdom, like every good and perfect gift, is from above, coming down from the Father of lights who doesn't change like shifting shadows. Wisdom is one of God's good and perfect gifts for you and for me, his kids. So we need wisdom. Wisdom is from God. And then obviously the third point, you can guess the third point. We need to ask God for his wisdom. We need to ask him for his wisdom. The good news is, as followers of Jesus Christ, if we lack wisdom, if we need wisdom, all we got to do is ask God. James, fantastic passage. James chapter 1, beginning in verse 5. James says this, Now, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives it to all, say all, all generously and ungrudgingly, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith without doubting, for the doubter is like a surging sea, driven and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord, being double-minded and unstable in all his ways. Here's the formula. Ask and believe, and you'll receive. Ask and believe, and you'll receive. If you ask God, believe God will give it to you, and you'll receive wisdom. James said, if you ask God for wisdom and you don't believe he'll give it to you, you're like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. You're unstable. You're double-minded. You're trying to think God's way, but you're really personally thinking your way. You shouldn't expect to receive wisdom from God because you're not listening to God because you're focused on trying to live according to your wisdom. Ask and believe and you will receive. Well, 
Why do we ask God for wisdom? We ask God for wisdom because he told us to ask him for wisdom. And we believe God will give us his wisdom because God told us he'll give us his wisdom. So we know and understand that if we ask God for his wisdom and believe he will give it to us, he will give it to us. This makes perfect sense because God is the one who is at work in us to will the ask according to his good purpose. He is the one who is carrying on his good work in us until completion, until the day of Christ Jesus. He is the one who has saved us by his grace. He is the one who has filled us with the Spirit. He is the one who is sanctifying us more and more, making us like Christ. Why? So that we can make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching others to obey and observe all that God has commanded us in his word. He has left us here on earth to help bring as many folks as we can bring with us to glory one day, and therefore we need wisdom in order to do that. And so he tells us, I know you need wisdom. I'm the source of all wisdom. All you got to do is ask, and if you'll believe, when you ask, I promise I'll give you wisdom. And he says, I will give you wisdom generously and graciously. And he says this, I won't find fault in you for not asking me sooner. I won't put you down. I won't make fun of you for not coming to me sooner. I won't point out how many times you fell on your face before finally realizing you needed to ask me for help. He said, I'm just going to give it to you. You see, this is another indication of how intimately involved God wants to be in our lives. He's literally telling us, listen, I'm at work in you. I am molding you into the image of my son, Jesus. I am doing a good work in you. You can trust me. And you're going to have times of trials. Oh, by the way, James 1, verses 2 through 4. You're going to have times of trials, times of testing. And they're going to be various trials. They're going to come at all times, in all ways. You're going to expect some. You're not going to expect many. And they're good, and they're used by me to help mature and complete you, to develop that endurance in you, because you need that in order to become more like Christ. And oh, by the way, here, let me just help you out. I'm going to take it even one step further. When all this stuff happens to you on a day-by-day basis, when you end up in circumstances you didn't realize, when you end up being exiled to a foreign country in Babylon, where there's no one around that you know, and you're a young teenage guy, and you've got a couple of your buddies with you, with you, and you're off in some foreign country with some foreign king trying to make you eat and drink whatever he wants you to eat and drink, and trying to brainwash you, and into teaching you all of their ways. Say, hey, I will be with you and I will give you wisdom. I will give you wisdom and it will enable you to be wiser than everything that is going on around you. It will enable you this wisdom will enable you to see and live life my way. In the midst of your time of exile, in the midst of your waiting room, in the midst of that broken relationship, in the midst of that difficult job, in the midst of all those around you who continually seem to come against you and to come after you. You see, if you will ask and believe, you'll receive my wisdom and I'm going to pour it in and it's going to fill you. And it's going to 
guard you. It's going to watch over you. And it's going to help you to see life from my perspective, to see that those trials, they're working endurance. And endurance needs to continue its work and complete its work in you so that you can be mature and complete, lacking nothing. You see, it's that wisdom from God that's going to allow us to see those challenging times. Man, as much as I want out of this, God's with me in it. And so I, I see, I see what he's doing. And so I'm going to, I'm going to keep trusting. I'm going to keep living his way. I'm going to keep walking in the Lord. I'm going to keep working for the Lord. I'm going to keep worshiping the Lord as I walk with the Lord and work for the Lord. And I, I know that it's going to work out for my good. You see, God gives us his wisdom, and we'll talk more about this through our time in his word and through prayer and through one another, through our circumstances. pours this wisdom into us. You see, God's wisdom helps us to be effective witnesses for Jesus. God's wisdom helps us to resist the lies and accusations and temptations of our enemy on a day-by-day basis. God's wisdom helps fill our minds with his word. God's wisdom helps us to stay focused on Christ in the trials and tests of our faith. God's wisdom helps us to stand firm in our faith in Christ Jesus. God's wisdom helps us to live in the victory that is ours in Christ Jesus day-by-day. Moment by moment, step by step. God's wisdom helps us see and live life his way. It helps us. The wisdom that God dispenses to us by the power of his Holy Spirit in us then allows us to put this truth into action in our lives, in our walk, in our words, which makes us more and more and more like Christ. Hey, listen, there is no doubt that everyone in this room needs wisdom. I'm at the front of the line. Every one of us needs wisdom. And there's no doubt that every one of us needs wisdom in at least one or two or 30 areas of our lives today. Every one of us came in and we all need wisdom. For what's happening right now, for what's gonna happen later today, for what's gonna happen this week, Lord willing. So God's getting us prepared, he's getting us ready. We all need wisdom every day in every way. So let's ask God for his wisdom with the confidence of knowing he will give it to us. Amen. The confidence of knowing as we ask and believe. As we ask God for wisdom and believe God will give it to us, we will receive his wisdom. And he will then fill us with the power of by his Holy Spirit in us to fulfill the work that he has called us to by faith and trust in Christ Jesus. Let me ask you to bow in prayer. Our worship team is going to come and lead us.